back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your convenience. February 9th, 2021. The back door into Lightspeed, a new Leo constellation, initiating Laurel with a buy rating. Telesat will not become a public company until mid-year, but investors can buy Laurel, which owns 63% of the company. Telesat will offer an opportunity to invest in a new LEO satellite constellation called Lightspeed that is targeting a different market than SpaceX's higher-profile Starlink project. Telesat is also uniquely positioned to benefit from the demand for deep C-band spectrum needed to enable 5G in Canada. These new opportunities are backed by a declining but free cash flow generating geo-satellite business, which should provide a floor value for investors. We initiated coverage on Laurel with a buy rating and $42 price target. The floor. Telesat's legacy business is geosatellites that enable data, video, and voice services for a range of commercial and government customers. We expect its revenue and EBITDA to continue to decline beyond the impact of the pandemic, in part because of the inevitability of a DISH DirecTV merger. However, we believe this legacy business generates enough recurring free cash flow to support over $2 billion of enterprise value, which is higher than its declining net deposition. The LEO opportunity. LEO, or Low Earth Orbiting Satellites, circle the globe at an altitude of 400 to 1,600 miles. That is much closer to Earth than GEO, geosynchronous satellites, which orbit in a fixed position at an altitude of 22,000 miles. Being closer to the Earth combined with improved technologies and lower launch costs provide new LEO projects with the tools to compete in multiple market opportunities that rely on connectivity. Lightspeed. Telesat is planning to operate 298 LEO satellites 600 miles above Earth. It expects to launch the constellation in two years and begin to see revenue in the second half of 2023. Thales Alenia Space will be its manufacturing partner. Telesat highlights its use of phased array antennas to create 135,000 beams that will enable it to direct capacity where needed. It also promises to interconnect the constellation with optical links to move data more efficiently across its network. They plan on four links per satellite. They also promise true pole-to-pole global coverage by operating in both polar and inclined orbital planes. The following quote is from today's press release. Quote, Lightspeed has been optimized to serve the fast-growing broadband connectivity requirements of fixed and mobile network operators, aeronautical and maritime users, enterprise customers, and governments. Close quote. SpaceX blazing the trail ahead. SpaceX's Starlink has heightened the interest in LEO constellations. It has already launched more than 1,000 LEO satellites, which it intends to use to address the global need for consumer internet connectivity in remote locations. LEO projects by Amazon and OneWeb have also increased investor interest in the LEO opportunity. Starlink's early results have been impressive, providing an early validation for LEOs. The strong speed performance is admittedly on a lightly loaded network, but the low latency is an undeniable benefit of LEOs. In addition, Starlink continues to launch more and more LEOs, which will supplement coverage and capacity. The Target Market Details on Telesat's LEO plans are slim, but it's likely to target a government and B2B market. This is a different target market than the consumer focus of other LEO constellations. This quote from CNBC, This is not a consumer broadband play, Goldberg said. 
We're one of the largest satellite operators in the world today, and we've been doing this for 50 years now, but we've always been an enterprise kind of service provider. We know the customer base. We know those markets. We collaborated with those customers when we conceived of this opportunity and designed this constellation, close quote. Valuing a story. Telesat's plan to launch 298 satellites will cost $5 billion, including the $3 billion cost of the satellites. The revenue opportunity is global, but will not begin until 2023. If Lightspeed can traverse the, quote, deep chasm of negative cash flow over the next three years, investors can focus on a terminal multiple of high margin cash flow. Importantly, we believe Telesat will fund the project in an unrestricted subsidiary protecting investors. At this point in the note, we included a tweet from Elon Musk from yesterday. Quote, SpaceX needs to pass through a deep chasm of negative cash flow over the next year or so to make Starlink financially viable. Every new satellite constellation in history has gone bankrupt. We hope to be the first that does not. Close quote. Back to our note. For some context on pre-launch LEO valuations, investors can examine AST Space Mobile, which plans to launch 20 LEO satellites in 2022, with a plan to expand to 336 LEOs by 2028. AST is targeting the need for existing cell phones to work in remote locations, where cell towers do not reach. The SPAC, which is not yet completed, values the entity at $1.4 billion and includes a pipe that will provide $230 million to fund the launch of its initial 20 satellites. SpaceX reported valuation is in a different galaxy altogether. The C-band opportunity. C-band spectrum will play a critical role in terrestrial 5G networks globally. The ecosystem for this spectrum has developed quickly. It was even included in the latest iPhone. In the United States, the demand for deep C-band spectrum drove FCC auction bids to over $80 billion, a record high. The C-band auction in the United States required geo-satellite operators to move their operations, which will be reimbursed. In addition, a group of five satellite operators will be paid an accelerated relocation bonus of up to $9.7 billion to do so. Telesat will receive up to $344 million for its share of the accelerated clearing efforts in the United States. In Canada, Telesat will play the primary role in clearing C-band spectrum for 5G. Canada's need for 5G spectrum depths. ISED, Canada's version of the FCC, is highly motivated to accelerate the availability of C-band spectrum for 5G in order to keep Canada's domestic companies on equal footing with the rest of the world. The ISED plans to auction 200 megahertz of midband spectrum from 3.45 to 3.65 gigahertz in June. This spectrum includes the bottom 100 megahertz of the shared CBRS spectrum in the United States, as well as the spectrum in 3.45 to 3.55 that the FCC plans to make available for shared use. It has already developed a strong LTE ecosystem. However, we believe the ISED needs to make an additional 200 MHz of C-band spectrum available for sale this year in order to achieve its goals for 5G in Canada. Operators around the globe have stated their need for contiguous blocks of spectrum of 80 MHz or more in order to execute on the benefits of 5G. The demand for a deep spectrum position was underscored by the ongoing $93 billion auction of spectrum in the United States. That auction included three national wireless operators, one of which has access to over 100 megahertz of 2.5 gigahertz spectrum, bidding on 280 MHz of spectrum. In comparison, Canadian operators were capped at only being able to own 40 MHz of 2.5 gigahertz spectrum in a 2015 auction, 
a depth that most operators would tell you is not suitable to deliver a differentiated 5G experience. Telesat's C-band proposal. Telesat has proposed auctioning 200 megahertz of C-band spectrum just ahead of the government's auction of 3.5 gigahertz spectrum. This would require approval by the ISED and the authorization to use this spectrum for terrestrial wireless services, also known as flexible use. Telesat has promised a rapid clearing schedule and its intent to use all of the excess sale proceeds to launch its Leo Constellation, a benefit to rural Canadians. Moving forward with Telesat's proposal in 2021 would provide Canadian bidders with clarity on how to assemble the contiguous depth of spectrum they require for 5G. It is adjacent to the 3.5 GHz spectrum the ISED is auctioning in June. We estimate Telesat will be able to generate $1 billion of net proceeds for its role in clearing C-band spectrum for 5G use in Canada. There are scenarios that could result in an outcome that is multiples of this estimated value. Over the past five years, Canadian wireless operators have paid an average of $1.08 per megahertz pop for spectrum at auction. There are many factors that impact the price paid for spectrum at auction, including usability with existing network density. Will they need more cell sites? Depth of spectrum. Is it enough for customers' speed demands? Ecosystem. When will it be in the iPhone? Number of bidders. Auction rules. Do spectrum caps limit bidding? And the balance sheet of bidders. In 2015, Canada auctioned off a portion of the 2.5 GHz spectrum band, but operators were capped at owning 40 MHz of spectrum. In addition, the usability of that spectrum that high up on the frequency chart was still being questioned, and nearly all of the spectrum auction was paired. Only 20 MHz was available in certain areas for TDD. In addition, spectrum availability was not uniform across all markets since many of the telcos were already incumbent licensees in this band. Nevertheless, the average price per paid was $0.23 cents per megahertz pop in that auction. TELUS, which did not have licenses in this band, paid $0.29 cents for 40 megahertz nationwide. 200 megahertz of nationwide spectrum at $0.20 cents per megahertz pop would generate $1.5 billion of gross proceeds to Telesat. To put that bidding amount in context, the last auction in Canada was in 2019 for low-band spectrum, which generated $2.6 billion of total bids, and Canada's 24 low-band auction generated nearly $5 billion of total bids. Given the importance of spectrum depth for 5G, it's conceivable the prices for a sale of C-band spectrum could reach those absolute levels. Investor expectations should remain tempered, however, given the government auction of adjacent spectrum. The next steps on Telesat's proposal are ISAD approval and any further details on whether proceeds from the sale of the spectrum need to be shared with third parties, including the government. It's also important to understand what costs Telesat would incur to run the auction and clear the spectrum. We estimate this would be limited to less than $250 million. Investors should also seek details on how the sale of these spectrum rights would be taxed. $21 per share of floor valuation. We valued Telesat's legacy business at five times the GEO EBITDA. We then added the value of the after-tax proceeds of the U.S. C-band clearing incentive payments. This results in a target floor enterprise value of $2.6 billion. Net debt is $1.9 billion. But we expect $275 million of free cash flow in 2021, resulting in a target market cap of $1 billion. This establishes a floor value of $21 per share for Loral, 
based on its 62.7% stake in Telesat, a diluted share count of 31 million, and a Canadian dollar to US dollar exchange rate of 1.30. This floor valuation implies a free cash flow yield of an eye-popping 27%. While the Leo business will burn material cash, we expect it to be held in an unrestricted subsidiary where it will raise capital. A 15% free cash flow yield for the legacy business would imply a $37 floor value for Loral's share price. However, $37 also implies a 6.7 times target EBITDA multiple on the legacy business. That is high relative to its peers and based on our expectation of declines. If our legacy estimates prove to be too conservative, a target multiple of 5.5 times might be more appropriate. This would increase our floor value to $25 per share but still imply a more than 20% free cash flow yield. The Leo C-Band Upside Every $500 million of incremental net present value from Telesat's Leo Constellation and C-Band proceeds adds $10 to our estimated $21 floor value of Loral's share price. As a reminder, AST Mobile's implied enterprise value is currently $1.4 billion. We recognize that there are many components that will impact the NPV of Telesat's Leo business, including the amount of net proceeds from C-band spectrum clearing. At $0.20 cents per megahertz pop, the after-tax gross proceeds would top a $1 billion. Cost to launch 298 satellites. AST Mobile has cited a launch cost of $3 billion for a similar number of LEO satellites, and we believe that is a reasonable estimate. Cost of debt used to fund the launch. There is likely an opportunity to benefit from lower borrowing costs from countries investing in the growth of their domestic industries. Timing of LEO launches and revenue generation. The sooner the better. TAM of the target B2B market. This will be more challenging to size than the consumer markets targeted by other LEO constellations, but some revenue projects might be identifiable prior to launching the constellation. Lastly, capacity available from the constellation and ongoing replacement costs. The primary challenge to valuing Lightspeed, Telesat's LEO opportunity, has been the limited amount of information provided about its plans. We believe this is likely to change as we progress through 2021. Nevertheless, the argument for value would clearly receive a material boost if Telesat was able to play a role in making C-band available in Canada. We assigned a $1 billion value for Telesat's LEO opportunity, which adds an additional $21 per share to our target price and results in a $42 price target. This is admittedly arbitrary due to the lack of information, but we view $1 billion as a good starting point for Telesat, given its expertise in this industry and the market valuations assigned to other pre-revenue LEO constellations like AST Mobile and SpaceX. We attempted a 10-year DCF to back into a target revenue that justifies a $1 billion NPV, but quickly recognized how sensitive that would be to slight changes in assumptions. Risks. The risks to this legacy business include the end of the useful life of satellite in terms of their functionality and the revenue recognitions on contracts that have been previously tied to their useful life. The decline in the pay TV market also increases the risks of non-renewals. That risk is elevated in the event of a merger of DirecTV and DISH, a deal that we believe could pass regulatory review under the Biden administration. Regulatory risk is always a factor for global business selling connectivity. The risks of the LEO business also include financing, especially if the ISAD does not propose a C-band clearing plan that pays Telesat material proceeds. 
there are obviously risks of competitive capacity from additional LEO satellite launches if those companies pivot their model to Telesat's target markets. We do not believe terrestrial networks pose material risks to satellite connectivity. Becoming a public company. Telesat plans a transaction by which it becomes a public company, and Laurel shareholders effectively own 62% of that company. It has stated a plan to complete this transaction by mid-year 2021. The company intends to trade on the NASDAQ, where Laurel is currently listed, and is also considering a listing on a Canadian exchange. Thanks for your interest in this initiation. We look forward to getting even more engaged in the LEO space opportunity.